Before we jump into today's episode, I have to ask, have you heard the news? We are launching a free 15-day study starting June 28th, and together we're going through Havila's book, I Do Boundaries. We're going to discover your power, protect what matters, and stop feeling bad about it. You can learn more and sign up for the study at truthtotable.com. We're going to learn things like getting control of our lives, schedule, and emotions, deciding what we're called to in this season, and setting boundaries around it, communicating our boundaries without fear of rejection or loss of friendship, removing people who are behaving poorly, protecting what matters most to us without regret. You're not going to want to miss this. It's such a powerful study. There's going to be daily activations, scriptures, real life experiences, and applications. This book can truly change your life. So come and join us June 28th. Again, go sign up at truthtotable.com. So today we are back with another of our top four all-time downloaded podcast episodes. Today is our top three most downloaded episode, and it is living present to your purpose on the planet. So in today's episode, Havla is diving into her Leap Into Love book and talking about how sometimes we're so busy doing life and dream chasing that we forget what God thinks of us. He just wants you to know how amazing you are. And there was a part in Havla's journey where it wasn't until she was able to accept herself in a profound way that she was able to become a vital voice. And this is why she wrote her Leap Into Love book. So we're jumping into this today. We're learning to live present in our everyday life and accept ourselves for who we are. This is the secret to living wholeheartedly. Let's jump in. I do have something very exciting to tell all of you. And the reason I've been kind of quiet and you haven't heard much from me is because I gave birth. No, I didn't give birth to like a kid, (laughs) which don't put it past me. I've done it four times, but I gave birth to a brand new book. And book is a really small, um, small way to talk about this project because it is something that I have poured my heart and soul into. Um, the way that I think about this project was a couple uh, months ago, I was having one of those days where I couldn't get it together. Do you ever have one of those days where you just can't get it together? I don't feel good. It feels like everything is irritating. Every to- every kid that's talking, every email feels like an invasion. I just was having a hard day. And at one point, my son was trying to get my attention, my little one. And I said, what? What do you want? And he said, mom, I forgot how beautiful you are. And I just, I felt, you know, like a punch in the gut, but like a punch in the heart. It was so good that he said it. It was so shocking because I thought he was going to ask for something or tell me his brother was punching him or something like that. But he just had this kind of moment that he wanted to bring me in on. And at that moment, I thought, you inherit everything. Your brothers have lost. You have won it all. (laughs) I'm teasing, kind of. But it was this moment where I... It took my breath away, but simultaneously, I saw this parallel of how God wants us to see ourselves. Like we're busy doing life and we're dream chasing and we're hustling and we're building the family and we're paying the bills and we we might go do more education and we might have another kid and we might do this or move here. 
And God's like, whoa, 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 just a minute. Hey, I just want you to know, uh, don't forget how amazing you are. And that's what this book is. It's called Leap Into Love. And the reason I wrote this study was because there was a part of my journey that I realized that it wasn't until I started to accept myself in a profound way that I actually begin to be the vital voice that I knew I was and really wanted to be on the earth. So the tagline for the study is called Living Present to Your Purpose on the Planet. We kind of, um, as I went into this study, I was going to call it a study on self-rejection and radical love. And I started out doing that, but I realized that it was more than that. It wasn't just an inner healing or a heart topic. It was more about learning to live present, learning to be present in our everyday life and to accept ourselves for who we are in the middle of it. And that was really the secret to, um, well, to living full-hearted in our lives. Um, one of the things I really looked at was the idea that self-rejection shows up in our lives and it shows up in our lives in ways that we don't really expect. We kind of think self-rejection is loathing or comparison or maybe even, you know, uh, insecurity. Oh, you know, they're self-rejection. They have insecurity. But when I began to really do studying around this topic, I realized that self-rejection shows up in a lot of different areas. One of those areas is perfectionism. The idea that things need to be perfect for us to be settled, for us to accept our lives, for us to accept the people we're with, or to be comfortable in our environment. There's nothing wrong with striving for excellence. Let me say that. I'm not asking you to be apathetic so you can accept yourself. I'm just saying that when perfectionism begins to be the dominant characteristic of our lives and it's all about being the best and having the best and pr- producing the best, we end up realizing that we are striving for something that maybe we feel we're lacking, which is an ability for things not to be perfect for us to be present. And then I also looked at, you know, other areas, critical of other people and superiority uh, complex is actually really grounded in self-rejection, a part of us that's making up for something that we lack. So we look at those kind of fruits that show up as if we're growing our lives on purpose. And where does it show up? And where does it give us some evidence of self-rejection that we would not have seen, nor would we have thought? And then I begin to really look at, you know, what does it mean to grow in self-acceptance? There's this kind of um, worldly perspective that's hitting our culture, which is kind of me, myself, and I. And if I could be powerful, then that's all that matters. And I, I agree. Yeah. We, we need to be confident and there's a confidence, a God confidence, and there's a self-acceptance, but it's not just, uh, finding ourselves. Cause at the end of the rainbow, when we find ourselves, we find that we need a God. We need a savior. We need more than just our personality and our, our good looks or whatever it is that we've kind of leaned in on our intelligence. We really need a God. We need a savior. And so how do we actually plug into the source of confidence? And that is plugging in to God. It's plugging into our relationship with him. So we talk, I, I really talk about that. And then I look into the idea 
and I did a lot of research on this, which was this kind of shell that we create, which was really given to us in childhood to participate in our everyday life and to keep our anxiety low and to stay kind of present into our family world. But really, it may not be our true self. And so what does it look like to go deeper, figure out who are we on the inside of all of this? And I found in my own life when I got married, there was such an awakening in my journey. I assumed I was a certain way. And and I had been told I was a certain way. And then when I got married, I realized I'm actually not that way at all. And I had to unpack some of this narrative and this belief system and even maybe the things I was ashamed of and assumed that people didn't like. And so I needed to change it. Instead, I began to realize, no, no, I am different and I like who I am. And really being able to accept myself for who God called me to be and created me to be. So I look at all of that. And then why do we go on this journey of a radical self-acceptance, radical love towards ourselves, which God created, our most, the most wonderful part of who we are? Because, you know, the whole idea is that if what we see in the mirror is God's example of his incredible work in our lives, and but we hate it, then how can we really trust him? I mean, if he's the author and the artist of our lives, then like, wow, every day we're reminded of his work and we don't like it then why would we want him to do the rest of our life? Why would we say, yeah, now you create the rest of my life, but I hate the picture of what you created that's in front of me every day. So we have to really look at that. One of the things I thought about was this whole idea that the world is obsessed with models and, you know, people of perfection. And yet I believe God wants us to become role models for a radical movement of loving the person God created us to be. And how do you do that? Not just, it sounds really amazing, but how do you actually do that on an everyday basis? And we, I unpack all of that. And then I talk about when all of that is done and we begin to accept the person God created us to be, what happens? Well, it begins to be this force in our life where we begin to be an agent of change. It's the way we talk to each other, the way that we accept each other, the way that we experience each other. We begin to say, I see you. You were fearfully and wonderfully created and I accept you and I can't accept you until I accept myself and I can distribute that same radical love that I'm giving to myself, I can give to you. And so what does that actually look like? So I'm going to talk about growing in self-acceptance, growing in our physical features. You know, some of the features we have, we can't change. I call them unchangeable features. What do we do with that? Because sometimes that can be really offensive. You know, God, you created me this way and it feels like the way you created me has been a burden. I don't like the way that I was created. Whether you have a flaw that you, you just, a, a blatant flaw and you're like, I feel like this flaw has just become a def definition to me. And yet maybe God wants it to become, it, it to be redefined as a mark of ownership. Or maybe there's a part of you where your beauty or your sexuality has become the defining feature and you've realized that the world has only accepted you skin deep and yet you know there is more to you, a profound acceptance of who God created you to be and to be present to your purpose, not just to your body, not just to your physical experience, but to be present to your full purpose, which is internal, external, and what you offer the earth, and what you offer the planet. So what does that look like? You know, that idea of having radical love and the root word for radical love is found that we, it comes from, radical comes from the word root. 
And God has given us this ability to be rooted in him, grounded in him, to know that our source of life comes from him. And that's not just a really sexy spiritual thing. It's really, it actually works and transformation works and, and, and the transformation of all parts of us. So I really took this journey to dissect all of this. I'm not a real heart person. Yeah, I know that sounds horrible to even say, but I'm not a real feely person. So for me to go on this journey took a ton of work. I worked harder on this project. It was a labor of love. And I had to go deep into my own experience and my own presence and what, what it, you know, where did I draw confidence and what were narratives that I believed about myself and why that was important. And even if I had experienced rejection or abandonment or if I had experienced uh, maybe someone not accepting me for who I was, it didn't define me. And how did I get to that point? And it really required me to go deep and understand what was I believing and what was the truth? And I got into the word of God. What does God say about me? And I want to teach you that. I want you to sit at my table for 20 days this January. On January 22nd, we're going to start this journey. And if you were my girlfriend, I would say, can you, can we do this together? Can we journey together for 20 days? And let's, let's like go on this, this moment of transformation where we sit together for 20 days and we unpack some of these areas, you know, we can have a ton of goals. We can go, I want to work out every day and I want to, I want to eat clean and I want to be powerful. But if we have this underlying root of rejection that just follows us, it doesn't matter what we fix on the outside. Doesn't matter what relationships we let go of or walk into. If there's a root of bitterness in our lives towards how we were created, it will follow us. And it will, it will poison every relationship we're in. And that's why often bad relationships follow people. It's because there's one common denominator. It's them. It's you. It's me. And so we have to go deep and figure out what's going on. I was telling my girlfriends this a couple nights ago. We started a book club and I was telling them that, um, on January 2nd, my husband and I drove from LA to home. And, you know, I'm one of those that when I get in the car on a long road trip, I want to talk about plans. I want to talk about future. I want to talk about 10 year goals. I don't know if you're like me. If you're, if that's you, just say amen wherever you are, nod your head because you know that's you and he can't go anywhere. I've locked him in. It is a road trip for 10 hours. He's going to hear it. (laughs) And so I'm telling him, And at first I was kind of telling him some things that I was like, listen, I'm frustrated we didn't get here and I don't know why we didn't do this. And I was explaining maybe some of the areas I felt that he kind of had gotten stuck this last year. And I was like, listen, we need to do this and I need you to jump in. I need you to wake up in this area. And as I'm doing that, which I know you wives know what I'm talking about, the Holy Spirit nudged me and he was like, wow, wow, you're giving him all of that interesting when really... You're not stepping up in areas because of fear. You're not stepping up in areas because of of shame. You're not stepping up in areas because you think that if he would be powerful, you'll be powerful. And the truth is you're giving your power away. And not only that, you're not accepting the person I called you to be, which is often the starter. It's often the person that's got the yes. And so stop waiting for someone else in your life to show up, show up. And I had to repent right there in the middle of I-5. I had to say, listen, babe, I'm sorry. I'm holding you responsible for change and I need to change. I'm holding you responsible for transformation. I need to transform. And 
I'm getting lazy. I'm getting apathetic. I'm thinking, well, I'm doing more than most people. I'm 20% ahead of most people, but it's actually creating a sense of apathy in me. And I need to, I need to go back to the foundation. And one of the foundational things that has been critical in my life, even, you know, 20 years ago when I was cleaning houses, I would always bring my little boom box and my teaching series. And I would sit and I would listen to a teaching series every single day for hours. We'd clean two big mansions a day. We'd spend six, seven hours a day cleaning. And I loved it because I would get these really good teaching series and I'd pop in one tape after the other and I would go through an entire series. And it was, I called it my Bible school. And what I realized was that over the years, I mean, I would glean, I would take a book on audio or I'd listen to a teaching series or I'd listen to some church's series and I would just listen and I would almost inundate myself with the topic to where I finally was eating and breathing. Every conversation was about what I had learned. And I would cry and I would get excited and I would go home and journal. And I realized that I was kind of forcing myself to learn these concepts. Well, as you get older, you're like, well, I don't know if I want to pick that up. You know, that's exciting, but I don't know. I don't want to like start again. I don't want to, you know, have a false start again, or I don't want to you know, it's, it's exciting to get excited, but what about the bills? And what about my kids? And what about all these other things? And I realized that this year I hadn't picked up a book. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to pick up. I've got a lot of books, a stack of books, but, or, you know, someone had sent me, in fact, all my friends, because I have all these learners as friends, they're sending me videos and you got to watch this this month and you got to see this book. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt this part of me that was like, I don't want to grow. I don't want to transform. I just did a whole book on this. I'm done. And I realized that that was actually a really dangerous place for me because when I stop learning is the moment I stop being transformed. It's the moment I stop being present and I start thinking about another moment that there'll be another time. And I immediately downloaded the messages they sent me and the books and got out of my car, went to the book club that I was committed to and just said, no, I'm going to learn. I'm not going to sit here and wait for a moment. I need to do this. And I'll tell you what, only took a few minutes, probably took an hour, a certain message or, or Facebook thing that I was listening to. And all of a sudden I was getting excited. And for our study, you know, I want to challenge some of you, you know, you want to be in the word, but you're not. You want to start something fresh, but you're not. And you're obsessed with your business, you're obsessed with your kids, you're obsessed with your marriage. But what God wants to do is take you on a journey, you know, five, 10 minutes a day where you stay consistent and you give yourself to this thing and you, you don't start and do five days, but you're like, I'm in it for 20 days. I set my alarm and maybe you give up something like, I'm not going to look at social media in the morning. I'm going to do my five minute study or I'm not going to watch my favorite TV show at night. I'm going to do this study. I'm going to change. I have to change something to actually have transformation. And so I want to encourage you with this leap into love. I'm going to be right alongside of you learning these concepts again and revisiting them. There'll be thousands of women around the world that'll join you. But I want to invite you to not wait and not think, well, if my girlfriend does it, I'll do it. Stop. Stop that. Your girlfriend's not going to do it like you're going to do it. You need to stop waiting for someone else. You got to show up and say, I'm going to do this. I know I started before. I'm going to do it again. Why? Because you have grandbabies coming. You have children that are going to be adults. You've got people that are waiting for you to show up. So don't give up. Keep going. Become the person God's called you to be today. Stop waiting. And every day you take a step forward, take a step forward, and you will transform. I promise you that. 
We hope you love today's show. We know this episode impacted so many people's lives, and we hope that you know that you can live wholeheartedly more present to your purpose and everything that God designed you to do, you can do. So thanks so much for tuning in. I wanted to remind you again, go to truthtotable.com. Join us for our free study. It starts June 28th. It is the perfect time to jump back in to doing boundaries and doing them well. So go to truthtotable.com and we will see you on June 28th for the study. Mm -hmm.